This content contains podcast. This adult. This, this adult contains, contains podcast content. content. <laughs> adult content, be advised. Enjoy the episode. What's the worst that can happen in half an hour? Your child can call Babe Station or they can get eaten by trolls. TV. That was our rendition of memory in the style of Beaker from the Muppets. How oh, are we doing? It's, it's radio radio Elsie out today. Yeah, this is my radio voice and my podcast voice. There isn't a difference. Welcome to Thoughts FM ninety three point eight. How are we feeling this week? Good. I've done my little job. You just need a little job. My little job. Your job. All right. <laughs> uh, I also I have an even littler job. <laughs> because uh, i got a pgta position so I, I got paid to go to a lecture great laura always gives a slightly more in-depth up personal update of her life because i it's i always say oh yeah i've been at work and laura says i played 340 hours of Baldur's gate <laughs> well because i i mean you can just google me and find out all this information because it should be no, don't advertise, i wouldn't advertise that if i were you it should be easy to locate academics yes it should it be should easy be. to locate academics yeah well not physically just their their academicness should be easy to locate what have you been up to Dales? meg conveniently changing the subject there i have uh been cooking for you two and simon my father yeah i have been a bit of shopping so that I could do that cooking. I just thought I'd do a little bit of shopping. A little bit of washing up. A little bit of washing up. <laughs> and I've been doing, trying to do social media-y type bits for um, for this podcast that I do. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. no. What's it called? I do, so I do a podcast <laughs> about um, children's TV from the past. It's really? Called, yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's called Thoughts TV. I do it with my two housemates. Oh, that's a creative name. It, you're right, yeah. You like your creative. housemates? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh. Why? You don't like your What's housemates? What's wrong with them? What did they do? Oh, I can't, I can't go into it. Okay. Uh. It's too long. <laughs> okay. So we've not really <laughs> spoken about uh, this show to each other at all. We've all watched it today. Yes. Um, and the last time we watched it will have been, I don't know, 15 years ago? Never. Like that. I don't and think because, I ever it's, it. because it's one of those, like, they're all different stories. Absolutely. I don't remember any of it other than the introduction, like, um, it's not claymation, is, is it? Sorry, um, I just need to say that it's Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. Oh, <laughs> We've not sorry.
welcome to Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. A series of cautionary tales for lovers of squeam. Anthology <laughs> is, I think, the word. Yeah, so I don't for. remember. Any, I didn't remember any of the like individual stories, but I do remember the like the intro bit with the kid going into the cinema and the guy, the little stop motion bit. Yeah, I don't know what sort of animation it was. I think it's stop motion. It looks like stop motion, for sure. Yeah. Um, the show was produced by Honeycomb Animations. Shout out Honeycomb Animations. I've no idea what else they do, but I, I looked at their IMDb and they produced a TV show in 19, uh, 1988 yeah, called um, Tube Mouse or Tube Mice, and it's about mice that live in the tube. <laughs> There's many of them. Rat. Yeah, they're being kind with that name, aren't they? So that's uh honeycomb animations. It oh was- my god. Do you remember that time you opened the door and there was a rat there? Yep. I'm so glad I'm so sad. Not glad. I'm sad I missed it. We 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 don't live on the ground floor and there's like a wall outside our like entrance balcony and Elsie opened the door and there was just a rat standing on the wall looking at her. <laughs> face to face. Face to face. Yeah. Not even on the ground. Face to face. Thought eye it, to thought it was eye. a person. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, that's all right. So uh, the TV show is based on a series of books called Grizzly Tales for Gruesome Kids. It was written by Jamie Ricks. That's R-I-X. So he wrote that series of books. Um, the first one was published in 1990 and the show was 2000 to 2006. And there was another one in 2011. Yeah, they rebooted yeah. it 2011 to 2013. That was Nickelodeon. Oh, okay. I because it was actually broadcast in quite a lot of countries. Um so they had it in the US and I I've not seen the new ones. I tried to do a little bit of research on it and I was a bit confused because it goes by various different titles. I wasn't 100% sure which one I was watching, so thank you for confirming. (laughs) Yeah, you got the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamie Ricks co-directed the show. Um, Always good when the author's involved. He started writing the books because his four-year-old didn't want to eat his food and he invented... Uh, Jamie Ricks. Jamie Ricks. Yeah, he um, <laughs> Did I get he invented a, a monster called the Spaghetti Man, who <laughs> was like this unseen entity that smelled of like spaghetti baking. Oh, okay. And what? he he took children away that didn't eat their food, and like after that, his kid always like ate his dinner. And the Spaghetti Man was an episode of the show and a book. Um, so it's it's essentially like a series of morality tales. It's like modern Grimm's fairy tales. I, I was looking at the comments for some of the episodes we watched, and all like most of the comments are, "I love the moral of this story." <laughs> yeah, it's like sometimes the kid is genuinely awful. That I haven't bought anyone anything this year because I'm saving up my money for me. But that doesn't mean I'm releasing you from your obligations to give me tons of stuff. But the punishments are also really awful. Like they often end up straight up dying or being yeah. like placed into a sort of I have no mouth and yet I must scream existential nightmare. I love the amount of kid death in this show. Yeah, I There's think not so enough much. kid death in I TV think, shows. I think the only moral in any of them is don't do this or you'll die. Yeah. Well, it's like there here's a particular behaviour. We're going to show you the worst consequences. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're like paranormal consequences, yeah. usually like meted out by sort of a sometimes Romani it's woman? R- a Romani woman. Yes, <laughs> yeah. a different one every time, yeah. but yes. 
Once upon a new year, a time when old is discarded for new and little children make dangerous promises to be good, there lived a gypsy with only one eye. Her other eye was a crystal ball through which she watched the wicked world. Sometimes it's like a travelling sort of demon barber that goes to different villages and Sweeney like Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's Trolls. Trolls. One time, this one, uh the one I watched, Wellard Will or something. Um uh I think he he died just of the consequences of his own actions because the sun killed him. The the sun the, the sun. Oh right. Killed okay. Him. How? What was he do what was his vice? His vice was he lies at school. So he lies to people at school. Um and unforgivable. He, unforgivable. He's very well behaved at home, but at school he just lies through his teeth. So he lies that he stole a son and someone's like, I don't believe you. Prove it to me. And he then proceeds to try and steal the son <laughs> and does. And then when he's trying to get rid of the son because he's about to be arrested for stealing the son. <laughs> He is killed by the sun. A similar thing happens in Despicable Me. But the moon. But it's he the moon. He doesn't get killed by the moon. No, he doesn't. No, the, the whole world almost gets killed by the moon because it's increasing back to its normal size. Yeah, but there's a difference between being killed and not being killed. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of those is a result of seeing you being killed. The second the moon disappears... <laughs> the second the moon disappears the axis of our planet would start going bonkers so we would all die immediate yeah but they're not going to put that in children's media are they laura i think they should immediate consequences uh, laura's like, the way i would have done despicable me death <laughs> the guy immediately the guy that um narrates the show so he is the voice of the guy that runs the spooky theater um, I liked the narrator. Yeah, so that's Nigel Planer of the Young Ones and Blackadder and yeah. various various things. And Lots he does, of various, yeah, yeah, he does all the voices mm. for all the characters. Yeah. And oh, you you could definitely tell. You I can really tell. liked it though. I, thought, I liked yeah. it. Yeah, as well. he does it really well because you can tell it's him, but it just feels like you're being yeah. told a story. Yeah, and it's nice. I say, chums, wait for me. I can't keep up. Gosh, where's my little sis? Ginger gasped suddenly. I hope she hasn't fallen off her trike and broken her neck. I vote we stop, said Sam, who as the biggest was also the most sensible. Um, so he and Jamie Ricks set up their own production company together called Elephant Productions and they made not going out. Not staying in. Just hanging around with my head in a spin. But there's no need to scream and shout. We're not going out. Dear viewers, what is happening? The, I mean, dear listeners, what is happening? The Lee, the Lee Mack sitcom? Not Going Out. You've never heard of Not Going Out? No. It's, it's wow. all right. Yeah, it's, it's all right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it went on for a bit long. It was better when Katie Wicks and uh, Tim, Tim Vine were Vine. in it, yeah. Was this between the years of 2009 and 2016? I think it's still happening. It's been, oh, I think so, it's yeah. been on for ages. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My grandparents don't watch it, so I don't know about it. Well, it's one of those BBC One ones that have, like, better cinematography than they need to have. Oh, yeah. Arthur's got this... Um, theory that the better the cinematography is in a sitcom the worse the sitcom is because that's where all the money's gone <laughs> the i really camera. like lee mac actually i like lee mac i like yeah lee mac. i love 
uh, don't lie to me. He's a vegan. I know. I watched Taskmaster as well. No, I didn't even watch Taskmaster. Oh. I just knew that. So the show has some stop motion. Uh, Every. It's a, yeah, so it begins with a kid that, like, the character models are so cool. Mm. So he's walking through a street, like a really lovely model built-up street and um, on this stormy day, and he goes into a theatre that exclusively shows horror films. Squeam. Squee- scream screens, it's squeam called. Screams. <laughs> squeam screams. Squeam screams. Green. Squeam scream. <laughs> it's got a Q in the instead of a C, so it is squeam. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And he sits down and the guy that runs it is sort of like creeping around behind him and he gets given a popcorn box and it's always got a different type of insect in it. And then you get some sort of fucking around with the guy that owns it and his pet spider. Yeah. And they talk about like... Poor pet spider. I know, he really (laughs) mistreats him. Yeah. And they talk about a subject that is like tangentially related to the, the story that we're about to see. Do you know what these are, children? Slugs? Oh dear, no! <laughs> and then we come back to them at the end and they sort of round off that little sketch. So that's just like a very, very basic framing device. So if a new barber arrives at your school, I suggest you keep your mouth firmly shut. <laughs> Do you still want to know what's in this jar? <laughs> <laughs> in in Wellard Will, he gets injured, and at the end, what's the spider's name? Spindle Shanks, or something like something like that. It's not Skimble Shanks, but <laughs> it it's is, similar. It's like a play on Skimble Shanks. Yeah, it's really. Um, and he uh, he like he's been injured very very badly injured, and he's got an entire cast. He's like, well, now he's odd, and knocks on his cast, and he goes, oh. I did see some... So I was looking through some parent forums about this show, and, like, there was one thread I read where they were saying there's a bit where the the man um, puts a pregnant spider in a jar and burns it, and we think that this is horribly inappropriate. Sorry, do you want the spider to give birth in your home? No, but um, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I really liked it, yeah. I thought it was weird. I really enjoyed it. I expected to not like it. I like kid shows with a dark streak. And this is really yeah, dark. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the animation was so janky. It was Adobe Flash. The, <laughs> the, the, not, the not stop motion bit, so most of it was Adobe Flash. But it was... <laughs> the stories were like genuinely good. Yeah. Sometimes like genuinely quite unpredictable, like a bit yeah. tapped. Yeah. And I, you know how like we've watched some things and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait for this to end. Because you know where it's going. Oh, no, or just because it's just shit. Because it's, yeah, it's for four years. This was yeah. good. Yeah. I really Tell enjoyed it. Tell us about the, um, the story that you. The one that you watched that we didn't watch. So it's about this kid who, um, I think at some point in the episode, I know there was a, definitely a mention of a gypsy, but I had to click back to the tab because I'd clicked away from it. So I think there's like some kind of threat or something happens. Like it's a supernatural element, like the always is. Um, 
and his parents, well, his family are moving house and he doesn't want to go with them. So he barricades himself in his room. Relatable. And his mum and dad are like, oh, well, we're going to leave you here then. And he's like, oh, see if I care. (laughs) So his mum and dad go out and his mum's like, oh, oh what do we do like we can't just leave him there he's 10 and he says like no we're not actually gonna leave him there we're just gonna go down the road we're gonna have a cup of tea half an hour we'll come back by that point he'll have taken himself out of his room and we can just swipe the kid like it'll be simple as that don't swipe take with or hit across the face use your context clues they we're were going to take gonna the kids <laughs> and leave because they're, try, they're trying to move out and their kids being well fucking awkward about it. So they right? decided, let's hit this kid. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Get the kids. Off we go. We all good? Sorry, I'm just relating my own personal experience. Uh-oh. Oh my Uh-oh. God. Stop, <laughs> saying, stop saying things that Elsie has to edit out. I might not. You don't have to edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, he says the, the words... Uh, what's the worst that can happen in half an hour? You go back and um, he's barricaded himself in his room. There's like a big chest up against it, blah, 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 blah. His mum and dad come home and they're looking through the keyhole and they're like, oh, come with us, blah, blah, this, that, the other. Um, but there's something not quite right about them and then they start saying no let us in let us in um there's wolves outside let us in or the wolves are gonna get us um so presumably they alluded to wolves earlier in the episode that i missed and he he's they're like he's like oh i don't know what to do shall i you know shall i let them in or what if there are actually wolves out there so his conscience gets the better of him and he opens the door and he um, sees his mum and dad standing there and uh, then they turn into trolls and kill him. See, the moral of that story is <laughs> trolls! In the name of God, save us before we're both killed! Simon was unsure what to do. What if his parents were telling the truth? This is your mother and father, Simon! Let us in! We beseech you! Simon... Opened the door. Ha ha, very funny. Take a gold star. You've tricked me and now we're going to Devon. Uh, Trolls! What do you want? A new home. (laughs) (laughs) Don't trust your parents. So yeah. then, the, 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 don't be an awkward fucker, or trolls yeah. will get you. <laughs> yeah, fair. That's it. It's like something about a little thread going through the episodes is that it it sometimes does show up bad parenting. Yeah, like a lot of the parents simply don't know how to discipline their children yeah. and are just as much at fault. It's of the I super. I I refuse to think that. They are at fault. Oh, yeah. Oh, not these ones. For a cup of tea for half an hour. Because in the real world, this wouldn't happen because no trolls. And of course, this kid was 28. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, especially like ones like that uh, and some of. Not not necessarily well odd stealing the sun, but some of the other ones ring very much of like more traditional fairy tales. Very much. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I have split 
the episodes into three categories. Mm-hmm. So the first category is where the kid um, has an annoying vice and some supernatural entity or something. Annoying vice. Yeah, will <laughs> basically entrap them in a kind of horrific, like, I'm never getting out of this altered state kind of... I'm a, yeah. I, I'm a changed person and I'm either trapped or sent away or it's severely punished. Yes. In a, often in a kind of I have no mouth and yet I must scream kind of way. Yeah. I'll be good. I will. I'll never be selfish again. Goodbye, smiled his reflection. Then he picked up Fick and threw him through the glass. You're in there for good, Fick. You and all the other greedy children who refuse to mend their ways. Oh, hello, Finn. How lovely to see you. Help! Finn, save me! The other category, second category, is um, they straight up kill the kid. Yep. And Or kids. Or kids, yeah. Third category is... I did see a couple of episodes where, like, <laughs> so nothing really bad happens and I, i'll give you an example so there was one set in a what appeared to be quite a posh private girls school with all french teachers and a girl has not revised her history exam so she's in the exam hall and she's visited by a ghost of a girl who died in a fire a hundred years ago and she comes back every year to sit the history exam again so she this That's girl so is, yeah and this girl is like so you've done it a hundred times help you can so the ghost writes the exam for her and at the end she's she's waiting to see the see the results and they're all looking at the the pin board with the results and who's scored where and she's right down at the bottom and the narrator so he's he always talks in a really gleeful kind of, you know, terrifying in a camp kind of way, mm. like, almost like the voice from Trapped sort of yeah. sort of thing. And never more so in this episode. He goes really hard in the performance at the end of this one. And he's like, what the girl failed to consider is that some ghosts are just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And when you see all the other ones where the kids literally die, it's like, is the show making fun of itself here? 150th place, Elizabeth McGregor. 0%. Elizabeth was stunned. It hadn't crossed her mind that Penny's ghost might be just as stupid and lazy as she was. Unfortunately, though, it was! (laughs) Her unfinished business was failing a history exam. So she's she's never succeeded. Or else she'd be in heaven. Yeah, she wouldn't be going back every year. To do it. To reset the exam. Of course she's failed. Is that exam been the same for a hundred years? Also, yeah. Is it history exam? <laughs> no things have happened. But you thought you'd have thought that like a ghost that's lived for a hundred years would be good at history? Only if it's the last hundred years of history and she's paid attention. And it's set in the school. And and the history is school history. Yeah. 
um, can we talk about, so if I move on to the first category mm. of just awful things happening to children, but they don't actually die. I think all of the ones I watched were, oh no, actually, sorry, my all the ones I watched, at least one child died. Yeah, I I had only death consequences. As oh, well. you did? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, the crystal eye. That's what I was going to talk okay, about. Okay, he's not, yeah, he isn't actually dead, he's just in trap forever. Yeah. yeah. So that's the you only that one. one. Yeah, I thought he died. No, he gets entrapped in the mirror, but he's a not thing close. Worse, a fate worse than death. Yeah, a fate worse than death. So that's the only one that I remembered from from way back when, because I've definitely told you both this on a night out. For my whole life, my biggest fear has been being trapped and alone for eternity. Yes. Luckily... It's not it's, going to happen. But I remember seeing this episode and being really upset by it. And it happened. So it happens in. There's one where a kid is addicted to TV and he gets turned into a cheese and onion crisp. <laughs> that, is a, that is a short punishment because someone's going to eat him. Well, it ends with um, the parents putting him in a Tupperware box and then into the cupboard. And I just find like. With the crystal eye one where he's trapped in the mirror, there's like a shot at the end of him like watching his family through the mirror and he'll never be reunited with them. And just like, to me, the idea that your parents don't even know you're there, like it was so unsettling for me. It was really, I was nervous to watch it back because of how much it stayed with me. And then I watched it today and I was like, this show is mostly funny though. (laughs) It's actually not that bad. I used to be quite afraid of mirrors. Like... Not not of me and Mary, but like I would be very, very like staring into mirrors because I thought maybe something was gonna move. You just unlocked a memory. <laughs> My mum and dad used to have in their old bathroom before they got it redone. It one wall was a mirror and the opposite wall was a mirror. Oh no! So yeah. So oh, my bathroom just... at home is like that. No. But it was the whole room. So as a kid, and your whole bathroom is just infinity. Wow. So you you see it descend into like darkness. That used to really shit me off as a kid. Yeah, it goes kind of a little bit green because of the way that light wavelengths work. It's also that mirrors are kind of green. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um, It got better as I got older. When I was a kid, it was like, just don't look. Wow. I still don't like the infinite re- reflecting. I, no. I really don't like it. I think that's natural as a human, though, because it's you're tricking being, your yeah. brain into thinking you're in a massive dark room alone. Yeah. It's also like you're being faced with the reality of an infinity, which I don't like <laughs> at all. So this is our second Halloween special. Yeah. We're doing two, and this one is genuinely spookier than the last oh, one yeah. already. <laughs> Do you remember that time uh, we'd not lived here for very long and we were sat in Laura's room reading creepypastas? Yeah. <laughs> and we scared ourselves? We were waiting for our Indian to arrive. Yeah. And we we actually shit ourselves up. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't know. There's been very few... I remember one time in uni... You were 22. <laughs> one time in uni, me and Laura were helping our friend with... Um, an assignment she had and she she did film and she decided she was going to write a horror script for like her screenwriting class and um, her, her teacher basically said her idea don't do this idea 
Um, so we were like helping her brainstorm an idea, and we scared ourselves so much that what? I, well, yes, I, you we guys... jumped at something in her room. <laughs> it, it was me, right? So because you, we were worshiping ideas, and I was like, "Oh, you could do something like this." And I don't know if you guys had were not super paying attention to me or something. And I whipped around, and you both jumped, and I was like. Yeah, why did she? Laura was sat on a swivel chair and she turned around and we both went, (laughs) like genuinely. I was, I was very like, really. (laughs) I was once sat on the end of my cousin's bed explaining to her the plot of the movie version of Woman in Black, and I'd got to the bit where. you know what we don't have time but i got to a scary bit and, <laughs> and she spoiler and i had my back to most of the open room and if i'm scared i want to have my back to the wall yeah. or like something but yeah. anyway she she got scared and she looked at me and her eyes widened and she went oh, and i thought she was seeing something behind me i fucking ran <laughs> when, we, when we first moved in here like not not to say that it's real or anything like that but there was a, there's a lot of like noises and sort of things in this house nothing like happening nothing abjectly paranormal at all but we made up terry yeah we did yeah, yeah. um terry I, terry, lives there. terry lives there he's not around as much as he used to be i don't think uh, well I, I don't actually remember if there were loads of or if i thought there were loads of noises when we moved here i just thought terry was funny yeah well we live next to quite a main road yeah and it's like an old clunky sort of flat that's gonna be yeah yeah, yeah. but because it's so small i don't i do not feel in any way scared in this flat Mm -hmm. like there are no weird feelings in this flat because you can where reading creepypastas until we're reading creepypastas i I went to the bathroom last night i don't know what time it was but like as i was coming back into my room so at the we have some birthday decorations still out from elsie's birthday and one of them is (gasps) over a month ago yeah yeah, one of them circular and as i was coming out of the bathroom i saw this circular dark shape and i legitimately for a second was like (gasps) do you remember that time i said i got up in the middle of the night to go for a wee and as i went back my room is next to the living room and as i went back into my room i thought i saw a person in the living room and i have a very different logic to laura because laura was like well why didn't you go in there and see if it was a person and i said well because if there's a person robbing us i'd rather just go back to bed not end up in an altercation with this person take what you like we've got contents insurance it's fine (laughs) and then i don't get attacked in any way and Laura, Laura's very much get a weapon, go check it. But do you see my logic as well? I 100% see your logic. I get it. But I wouldn't be able to get back in bed without a weapon. Well, the thing is, part of me was like, it definitely wasn't a person. Yeah, no, I, I definitely... Because I'd like, been well, awake. So it's like... Uh, it's impossible were, yeah. to creep around this house. It yeah. is impossible. Well, Elsie actually does a very good job, but... <laughs> yeah, they, if she was going to break in, we'd hear her break in. They yeah. have told me before that I need to wear a cowbell or something, because, I mean, this has happened... In, this has happened in my childhood home, in every flat I lived in in uni, and here. I don't know what it is about... I don't know if I'm like naturally more light on my feet, but I'm so bad at like creeping up on people by accident. Yeah. So if if I hear a door but no footsteps, it's you. If I hear a door and footsteps, it's me. <laughs> but that's so weird. Like I wear 
we all wear socks around the house. Like, I don't know what the difference is. I think is. you just lie on your feet. Because you just, you just appear behind I me. do. <laughs> I don't mean to. And sometimes I'm behind one of you and I... Th- I don't know the best way to announce myself because I know you've not heard me and whatever I do will scare you. I had this the other day where I'd gone downstairs at my boyfriend's house and I always make his mum jump by, well, sometimes on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) But I was standing in the doorway to the kitchen and I realised that she was going to jump at whatever noise I made to announce myself and there's no way you can get out of it. Yeah. Here's the thing, when you're in a room... You're, it's already a bit too late. You'd have to. They'd have to hear you approaching the room. Yeah, and if I haven't turned around and said anything, you're like, anything I say is going to make. Reese Shearsmith tells a story about how he was locked out of his house on Halloween night, and he was dressed up, and he had to call an emergency locksmith, and it was dark, and the guy arrived, and he hadn't seen him, and so he was sort of in the bushes in his costume and he was like whatever i do i'm gonna scare this guy what was he dressed as i can't i think it was like the devil or something <laughs> anyway he said don't be afraid <laughs> it's not a good one that's not a good way to tell do that at the thing we went to together no i don't oh. think so See, i think you've told me that before i have told you yeah. that before because it's a funny story i enjoy it don't be afraid <laughs> Don't scream. Everything's going to be fine. Can we talk about the episode called the something something scrump for apples or the jolly scrumping club? What's it called, Meg? It's the like the cunning club scrump for apple. I wrote it down. The something chums. I don't know. The chipper chums go scrumping. That's it. Right now, that title makes us uh, makes sense a hundred percent. Um, Did you not know what scrumping was? No, I didn't. But um, I was watching it going, this reminds me so much of the Enid Blyton adult books. Yeah, like the five um, the five on Brexit it, that's Island. That's because yeah. it was, it's supposed to. Yeah, no, when you said it, I was like, oh, it's it's based on five go. Right, so when yeah. I watched, I watched this this morning, I got up late because this is the only day of the week that I don't have anything to do. And yet I've not fucking stopped today. I... I had my coffee and I was like, I'd better watch some of this show that we're recording tonight. That was the first one I watched and I was so pleasantly surprised. So it's basically an Enid Blyton parody and mm. a very, very funny one. Yes. It's like it's really good. It's saying things like... What a summer holes it was. Algie, his best chum Cole, and Algie's dog Stinker were spending six whizzing weeks in Kent where they had formed a ripping gang called the Chipper Chums for the express purpose of having adventures and drinking ginger beer. There was Bunty and there was Ginger and Sam. She was a girl with a boy's name, but no one bullied her because she was the biggest <laughs> and that made her the most sensible and like things like that. It's, it was it's very like good. nobody teased her about it because she was massive. <laughs> Stick <laughs> Stick once called her Sam the Man. And, and then later destroyed. in the episode, someone says something to her and she says, I could punch you like I did Sam the Man. And Ginger goes, yes, you're right, I apologise. <laughs> it's filled with that sort of Enid Blyton sort of cucumber sandwiches and ginger beer language. Like, it's mired in it. Yes. It's like, what shall we do now? Oh, no, we can't do that. That's not adventurous enough. Yes. I, I We've didn't... not had our adventure yet. 
I didn't clock the title properly because when I was watching it, I was like, this is such, if it's on accident, this is such a good accidental parody. Clearly not on accident. And I was like, this is, it's I really the most deliberate it. parody I've yeah. ever seen. And it does a really good job of it because it wasn't annoying. It wasn't like cringy or condescending. I mean, their was dog perfect. was called Stinker. Yeah. And somehow the narrator hates these private school cunts, doesn't he? he yeah, 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 yeah. And he's playing all their voices. I but... love they are summering in Kent of all places. <laughs> <laughs> so the story... Well, you don't go summering in Bradford, do you? <laughs> <laughs> you go school... summering in Glasgow. These posh school cunts good go night summering out, in France. <laughs> so the story of these guys is it starts off like a pretty normal like Enid Blyton tale they're going on a picnic and that's it and and then it's sort of peppered with like slightly darker moments like they they want to go fishing and one of them has the idea to rip out the eye of the smallest one's teddy bear to use as bait (laughs) and then and he said like sorry alice i forgot that you love your teddy bear what am i like you can decide what we do next that's what he says, like, oh, yeah. because I even suggested this, you get to decide what we do now. So is scrumping picking for apples? Yeah, it's, it's like in a private area. Yeah, it's like... That's it's specific. Stealing apples. <laughs> well, have you ever heard cider oh, referred to as scrumping? Yeah, yeah. okay. I didn't realise it was specifically stealing apples. I thought it was just picking I apples. I think it is when you're, like, kind of trespassing for apples. That's extremely, extremely British that there's a word specifically for stealing apples. and. They're doing this and the farmer catches them and he's holding a shotgun on British children's telly (laughs) and he fucking shoots their dog dead. Yeah. But just as the chipper chums finished eating their apples, they heard a gunshot and a deep gruff voice. You there, what does that thing that's doing? Sit, stinker. But stinker was protecting his friends and sprang at the big man's throat. Stinker! But it was too late. Just for the listeners at home, scrumping is to steal any fruit. Oh, okay. Not just apples. <laughs> he, kills, he kills the dog. And you think... You think that's enough consequences, surely. <laughs> right. So they're like shaking in the shadow of this giant farmer with a shotgun. And one the one of them is like, please let Alice go. She's only a baby. Then they get turned into cider. Yes, the pesticide kicks in. <laughs> yes, they've been eating the apples and the pesticide yeah, kills them. Yeah, because they like, how shall we reach these apples? And there's not a shot, but a frame of a ladder and next to the ladder is like this toxic waste barrel (laughs) skull and crossbones the international sign for poison like can i point out that there are some additions to these frames that absolutely do not need to be there like in the crystal eye there's a bit where it's about two twins and one of them's just a nasty piece of shit and they go to the toy shop because um, the twins are writing their Christmas list and he says, I want that and points to the toy shop and you then see a frame of the toy shop and they've bothered drawing in a homeless man sleeping rough in the doorway of this toy shop with a dog. What a weird thing to do! Literally, why? Why have why? you done well, this? I said to Meg earlier, I was like, this is, and I 100% after having watched a bunch of it, think this is maybe like, 
They very much want kids to face reality. Yeah, but that homeless man was 100% optional. <laughs> everything, everything drawn, always optional. Always optional. <laughs> always an option. Always a choice someone made. It's the way that, so it's quite janky animation in a charming, funny kind of way. And when they had like the famous five animated like this, it was so funny. Mm. And then obviously they die at the end. And yes. like, it goes back to the narrator, the guy that owns the cinema, and he's saying with like actual glee, he's talking about alcohol on a kids show. He's like, if you ever come across the 1952, 65, 60, no, it was in the 50s. It was 52. Was it? Oh, yeah. I thought it was, yeah. was it McCready. I can't remember. If you come across the, let's call it McCready's yeah. 1952 vintage of cider, don't drink unless it. Unless you like extra unless, body. <laughs> unless, of course, you like some extra body in your tipple. It's like, I'm nine. They say, it, <laughs> they say it's quite heady. He stored the juice in an old oak vat and used it to make that year's cider. And a particularly heady brew it was too. It's a. Uh, it was dark. It was adult. It was very adult and very funny, and I was pleasantly surprised. And there were tears in my eyes. I was enjoying it so much. It reminds me. You know, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's got a kind of similar name. The Roll Doll. It definitely takes inspiration from Roll Doll for sure. The What's books the, do. The um, he he had the a series of like shorter things that he'd rewritten to be really horrible. It is revolting rhymes because I remember this horrible wolf on the cover of the book I read when I was little. It's very reminiscent of that, for, at least for me. There's a list of episodes on the Wikipedia mm-hmm. and there's a column about the changes that were made from the book to the TV series. Oh, and I'm, I want to read the book. Is the book gentler? It's or a series of books. Like, are they nicer to the kids or are they worse to well, the kids? Well, I want to read the book. You um, make this assessment, so I'm going to read you some of the changes that mm-hmm. I thought were notable. Okay. Anthony isn't shown being turned into a pile of ashes by the bomb due to the scene being too graphic. <laughs> In the cartoon, the man lets Daffod live instead of beating him unconscious with his gun. <laughs> The cartoon doesn't mention the parents filing for a divorce. (laughs) In the book, the elephant calf has severe bleeding due to the amputation. (laughs) So he's still amputated in the show, but not severely bleeding. Yeah. Uh, Cauterize the wound. Yeah, it's kind of more like a dismemberment rather than an amputation (laughs) in the book. (laughs) The eyelid removal scene is removed due to it being disturbing. Oh my god. In the book, Herbert is addicted to cola, but the episode doesn't mention it. Oh, it's addicted to cola, is he? Oh, oh there is actually a another episode where a guy is, he all he does all day is like bunk off school and make prank calls. And the narrator says, um, thing is, he was having withdrawals. He needed to get his daily fix of prank calls. <laughs> is that is that the cola one? No, it's not. It's uh, a different one. I was going to say. Um, so All right, Rishi Sue. So, so far, <laughs> the books are way... <laughs> wow, what a dated reference. <laughs> so far, the books are way harsher. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Frankenstein decapitates him with a large axe in the book, but not in the TV show. So yes, they're, um, they are harsher in the books. Let's get I these love books. Yeah, let's, let's get, get some. these. Next episode, we're reading a book. <laughs> Do you remember a TV show called The Revenge Files of Alistair Fury? 
Yes. You do? Yes, I, yes, I do. No. Um, it was based on a book called The War Diaries of Alistair Fury, and that was also written by Jamie Ricks. Really? Yeah. He gets around. Yeah. So the show won... Um, Alistair Fury won a BAFTA, a children's BAFTA. Good on him. And, yeah. And... Grizzly Tales uh, won a bunch of awards as well. It was nominated for a bunch of awards. Not, not the good. animation awards. <laughs> I think it might have been. Oh. I actually think it might have been <laughs> because... it's like early days computer animation. We did the best with what we had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 2000. Pretty yeah. good. And the stop motion is really nice, Yes, I, I really love that yeah. the style it's in. Like, it's so tactile. It feels so, so real. They, they look like models, but they feel so alive. Mm. And it, it's like... Kind of like Leica, but... Um, Grittier? More gritty and more... It's just Gunty. more tactile than any other... <laughs> yeah. um, I think because they... Uh, the the I mean... I haven't obviously seen all the episodes, so maybe one of them is also stop motion. But because they've confined the stop motion to being the like intro and the exit outro, yeah. that's the word. <laughs> um, it gives them like they can do that really well because it's less time. It makes me think because I know that the like the animation style they've chosen kind of helps it not be too scary, but it makes me wonder whether they planned mm. to do it all in stop motion. Which would have taken much longer. So but long. that would have been so cool. It yeah. would have been so cool and it would have been a lot scarier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, very scary. Yeah. But, but but because they put so much time and effort into this interim, it does make me wonder whether they made that and then went, no, we'll do the rest of it another way. I, I really think that... I, I mean, I, obviously I'm not super up to date on everything that's on kids' TV these days, but... Fire my cousins. Nothing they watch, nothing they ever talk about is this dark. And I actually think, I mean, when I was a kid, I really liked this dark stuff. And I think kids are way more able to deal with darker stuff than people necessarily give them credit for. Well, yeah, I mean, Lemony Snicket. Yeah, no, exactly. Stuff like that was more popular when we were younger and things are a little bit... Goosebumps. Light. I remember Goosebumps yeah. being re- really popular when we were. I remember what? getting <laughs> very frightened by Goosebumps one time, but I loved it. I really enjoyed being that frightened. That was made into a TV show as well, Goosebumps, yeah, yeah. I think. I think I mean the TV show. Is it R.L. Stein? Yeah. 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 They were they were scary. Yeah. And there was... I think there were Goosebumps films as well that were quite yeah, recent. Oh. Yeah. oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think you're right. Isn't Jack Black in one of them? Maybe. My favourite um, book series as a child was a series of unfortunate events. I still absolutely love that book. I did a... wrote something for my, like, um... like, portfolio in creative writing at college. And my... (laughs) my creative writing teacher read it and said, have you ever read a series of unfortunate events? And I said, no. And he went, (laughs) well... I would, because it looks like you ripped him off. <laughs> That's Rude. quite impressive. Yeah, because well I, done. Re- I read it back and I was like, fucking hell. Like, the way I'd written it was very, very much like Lemony Snicket. A phrase which here means. A phrase which here means, <laughs> yeah. I'm very good at writing. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I wrote when I was when I was in school, I, I, wasn't, I didn't do creative writing, but like we had a creative writing activity thing and I submitted one and she was like, it's really, really good, but you've you've written about someone killing themselves at Christmas. And I was like, yeah. And she was um, like, 
And I was like, no, it's supposed to be ambiguous. Maybe she's in heaven. Maybe she's in hospital. <laughs> My mum and dad said that when I was a kid, I wrote a story. That, and like, I think I illustrated this story as well. And it was about a hole that appeared, like a hole into the abyss that appeared in a park. And when you stared into it, you went mad. <laughs> All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's an American writer called Edward Gorey. Well, he was a writer and an illustrator, um, and he wrote a lot of children's books, but he didn't particularly... He had no fondness for children. Yeah. And his... Sorry. His personal life was very much a mystery, deliberately. Um, I love that. In fact, the first thing on his personal life section of Wikipedia is that he loved the New York Ballet and he attended the Christmas production every year for 25 years and what he did was um sort of illustrations like spooky illustrations set in sort of victorian edwardian settings and they heavily feature children which sounds like quite um commonplace now but he mm. was kind of a pioneer of that kind of um did you know that just on the note of victorian and edwardian children mm. you know all the photos of babies from that time period most yeah. of them are dead babies because oh god yeah because to well, keep them still well yeah that's not because it's not too, they didn't kill <laughs> your baby for a photo shoot <laughs> no so usually if your baby died you'd have a photo shoot with it oh my goodness but also like if they weren't dead they're blurry because babies yeah. can't stay still like that i love that picture of that victorian couple it's like a a set of four and they're quite stern in the first one and not so much in the second one. And then throughout the pictures, they're sort of collapsing into yeah. fits of laughter together. It's so sweet because you never see Victorians like that. Because you've got to go like, It's lovely. It makes me so emotional. Smile for 15 minutes. No, exactly. <laughs> it's it's really nice. Um, yeah, so this writer, um, he, he might have been gay, we don't know. Which means that he probably was, right? Yes. And <laughs> I got Meg his tarot set for Christmas. So he wrote his own tarot set and he posed as a reader and he wrote his own meanings. It's all complete nonsense, but mm. it was kind of to parody tarot sets. Yeah. And it's full of the creepiest little... Um, they're great. They're, they're, they're so great. Cool. There's one called the mannequin, and it's a mannequin. There's one called the ancestor, and it's just an outline of a man. There's one called the limb, and it's just <laughs> yeah. a leg. There's one called The Blue Dog, but it's in black and white. All of his stuff was in black and white. You can't tell. And they've all got little titles. And then the last one in the pack is a like a sort of black doll made out of rocks, but it's not got a title. And it's such a jump scare. It's so chilling to look through them and then get to that one. And the descriptions <laughs> of them don't all... Don't get the untitled tarot card. Yeah, they're so like darkly funny. Yeah. And he wrote a book called The Gashley Crumb Tinies. So yeah. it's an alphabet book. Oh, yeah. And each letter of the alphabet has an illustration of a child dying of something. <laughs> That's uh, the bunny suicide book, but for children. <laughs> right. And the, But the children are like drawn very tiny, like they're dwarfed by the frame. And there's one kid that dies of ennui. <laughs> there's, like some are kind of gruesome and some are kind of funny but like 
I don't know why he did it. It's Is that one like ladders or something? Yeah, let me see if I can find some to read. Well, like on the note of bunny suicides, because like... On the note of bunny suicide? I was just trying to think earlier of like, because there's a lot of dark children's content from when we were younger. And I'm like, why? And one of them is, I had several bunny suicide books. And then we also, the other day or the other month, were watching all of those cream egg adverts and all of them are cream eggs committing suicide yeah that was around the same time as bunny Bunny suicide suicide. the success of that and yeah what's with all this dark kids it's it's really strange those adverts like it's they're just splattering themselves in more and more creative ways well it's because their tagline at the time was release the goo i think or something like that and it's also the what was it um I, I saw a tweet the other day that was like, it is the worst time of year. Six months since cream egg, six months till cream egg. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now. Thing is, cream eggs will start appearing as soon as this Christmas stuff is cleared out of the house. Yeah. So the Gashley Crumb Tinies goes a bit like this. A is for Amy, who fell down the stairs. B is for Basil, assaulted by bears. C is for Claire, who wasted away. D is for Desmond, thrown out of a sleigh. And like, the the Festive. images are yeah the images are all of like it's about to happen so yeah. amy falling down the stairs is just at the top of the stairs and the child in the picture is like so dwarfed by everything go- else going on in the frame and it's a really good book and his illustrations are so darkly funny mm. and so atmospheric mm. um we were talking about this because we were talking about scary books for children yeah because yeah. <laughs> there were just seemingly quite a lot of them when we were younger but they've gone by the wayside well, it's weird days. isn't it because like even things like harry potter mm. if you've read all those books which i have you start reading them and like the first two three are like kids books and then they get darker and darker and darker until the point where like i remember when the last book came out and we'd been like waiting for it to be released to the point where we had them on pre-order so they arrived the day of release and it was like oh can't wait to get stuck into this it took me weeks to finish that book because i was scared of it and i it was like i'm in i was at an age where i would read by myself but i remember like making my dad read me read it to me because i was didn't want to read it alone and the only reason i actually finished it in the end is because everyone at school had already finished it so i felt left out how old were you like nine nine or ten i think yeah i think nine i don't think of harry potter as being scary at all my cousins who are are nine um until recently have not been allowed to watch some of them because my aunt was like no they're too scary the older films are like that sorry not the older films the more recent films yeah are 12s yeah they are i think the older films are scarier because yeah because no you can't (laughs) he's going to sacrifice himself (laughs) not me not hermione (laughs) you because it there's less explicit scary stuff like in the later ones it's like monsters and the occasional explosion the first one like You've got that scene where Harry and Draco are on detention and they have to go into the Forbidden Forest and they sort of wander off the path and it's not all made explicit. It's the scarier bits are few and far between, but they're done better because mm. they're less they're less in your face. And they are for younger kids. So if you're watching them at that age, they are gonna be scarier. I found 
what is it the third film the time travel one yeah the third yeah. one yeah actually when i was when i watched it for the first time as a kid i actually found that one quite sinister it is because you've got like an, a killer on the loose yeah and, or what you think is a killer on the loose and like the tone of it especially when they're like in the in the mix miss mix M-I-D-S-T. Yeah, yeah. Midst. Yeah. In the midst of the time travel bits are like when there's the execution guy who's come to kill Buckbeak. Mm. Um, all of that, the tone of that whole bit is is sinister. It's Chamber- your teeth on it. That's Chamber- a lovely film. Yeah. Chamber of Secrets scared the shit out of me. That was a was scary a one. It was a scary yeah. one. Because it's a murder yeah. mystery, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> so- something is on the loose, comes out at night, people have are being... Petrified. Yeah, people are being picked off. Like the later ones are not like that. They're more no, like political yeah. dramas there, almost. There's a bit like less of a obviously there's there's a pretty good self-contained thing in, in most of the movies, but it's like as you get on it's the it's the overall plot that it's focusing on more. Yeah, yeah and yeah, the first ones are like children solving mysteries. Yeah. And the later ones are like children rebelling against the government and they know exactly what's going on we have to overthrow the system no right like it's it is kind of that's why i prefer the first ones because they are just like i can't believe we are doing harry potter discourse right now i'm sorry i believe it i like them all me too (laughs) (laughs) but i I do my favorite was the third one i i just think the first interesting because i think the third one is it's the filler episode of harry potter oh no no in comparison to the others to me that one felt the most out of place and the most get to the next bit of the story for me introduce this character story-wise or story-wise yeah i think i don't i'm not i'm not contesting that it is really good and i really enjoy it but in in placement of all the other ones it does feel a bit get to well i say it feels a bit get to the next bit of the story name one significant thing that happens in half of prince other than snape dying <laughs> no yeah for sure <laughs> yeah no dumbledore dying dumbledore. sorry dumbledore yeah. so well, guys yeah, in the next one i haven't read the books and i think the third one is the best directed film by a mile it's a great no it's a great film. It's, it's its own film it yeah. has a distinct style yeah. it's well it's the only one directed by alfonso I, I'm not sure, but he directed one, and you can tell yeah. that it's that one. Oh, it's it's just because I I think because I didn't read the books, have no interest in reading the books. The the how each film deals with stuff re- like makes it more apparent. I do also think that um why are we talking so much about Harry Potter? I know the I can't believe this. Voldemort and Dumbledore have their fight. Which one's that? Oh oh, oh. Prison, uh, no, Order of the Phoenix. Order of the Phoenix. That's yeah. yeah. Also excellent because it's the first actual good use of magic and fighting order of the phoenix is a lot of people's favorites it was alfonso Cuaron. yeah can i just apologize for my laptop noises that i'm that just occurred back to but yeah there's a there's a lot of really fun adult humor yeah in and by adult humor i don't mean like inappropriate humor i mean like something that is just like an aside that is also, the full darkness of some of the stuff that happens isn't really apparent until you're older. And you're like, oh, shit, they just got made into cider. I don't know. I, I was pretty upset by that as a child. <laughs> the thing is, this, sorry to interrupt, yeah. the cider one is one of the more, this could genuinely happen. Not that it could genuinely happen, but it, there's no, what I mean is there's no supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. the most just... 
Yeah. A lot that, of them are just you know, humans. If someone wanted to, to that hard, put you in we, a bottle of cider in it. Or just like put kids in a barrel. That in yeah. yeah. It's not got, you know, a mysterious gypsy Magic. woman. It was it was really nice because it felt like the show was making fun of itself. It's like they are painting these children as the most Enid Blyton picturesque, like perfect Cunt. children. Like like they are perfect. And we're still gonna kill them yeah. for nothing. Well, they stole some. Yeah, they stole. Selfie. Yeah. <laughs> but and how I thought that dare was funny. you scrump my apples? The the crystal I want because oh, it was what thick and thin. I hated the kid. I couldn't so much. tell whether they were called thick and thin or thick and thin because of the accent. Yeah. Of the guy who's narrating is like quite. Essex Kent area yeah. so he's got that like affect of his accent well I we all do it at times yeah. as well where you pronounce the th as an f so what's yeah. their actual name because one of them is definitely called thick but yeah. is the other one called thin so or the thin? evil one that gets trapped in the mirror at the end which is the thing that kind of upset me for my <laughs> whole life until I sort of exercised that this morning <laughs> that was did? yeah that was thick yeah uh Finn was the good one neither well they're not really named Finn is a name F-I-N is a name. Or Finley. Or Finley. A more acceptable name. Okay. <laughs> um, Sorry if your name is Phineas, but I am right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I obviously it's simplistic. Like, one of them's amazing and really nice, and the other one is fuck-off evil. Fick and Finn's father worked in a sawmill. Fick revealed his plan once the huge circular saw had been switched on. This is much better than sharing. This way we own half each. Finn gawked as half a football, half a robomorph, half a game pod, half a puppy. No! All right, not half a puppy, but half a mutant tortoise. (coughs) Half a book. When I get to the end of my half, can I borrow yours to find out how the story ends? No, it's mine. Buy your own, Skinflint. And half a walkie-talkie fell out onto the floor. And whose wheelbarrow is this? Mine, yelled their father. Not anymore, said Vic. What's yours is mine, half and half, straight down the middle. And he sliced the wheelbarrow in two. This meant they had nothing to carry the presents home in. So Fick piled up Finn and told him to get walking. There's a bit in the um, Frank phone call episode mm. where um, he... This is what I mean by, like, adult humour. He's sat in bed and he's making prank phone calls and he's, like, calling up people in the phone book with, like, unusual names. Does he call Babe and Station? He doesn't call Babe <laughs> Station, no. And the narrator says um, he was sat at home calling nice people with unfortunate names shall we call babe station (laughs) can you still call babe station Uh, probably yeah Yeah. probably yeah um i did once when i was little what (laughs) what yeah did you yeah i fully did why why didn't you mention this in the other episode where babe station came up or like the years that you have known us why haven't you mentioned this good tell the story i was just i was watching telly and you know how 
in the UK, if you go backwards, you're on the adult channels. And it came up and I was like, well, what's this? They shouldn't put Babe Station so close to BBC One. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not really anymore. But yeah, if you went up, you would get to yeah, the But you the called. Exit. I called them on the landline. Why? What made you think, I'm going to call that number on what, the telly? What happened? Did you usually call numbers on the telly? <laughs> it's on the shopping channel. And then she's just shopping for um, Were you like women. a red button child? Yes, I want to see the extras. Yeah. Um, I think I was just, I don't remember what was going through my head. I think I was just curious as to who these women were. And yeah. You were curious. Have you seen the to, new McDonald's mm. ad? <laughs> no. It looks like Teletext. They've done a Teletext style ad. It's really cool. Is I it? really like it. Yeah, just, okay. just as a side note. I have a suspicion that my dad got in trouble with my mum. What for What for the calling bit? Shall we get him in and ask him? Well, he's him? in the next room. He is in the next room. Do you want me to go and ask him? Please. Alright. <laughs> so Laura's dad didn't know that that had happened. No, he, he barked with surprised laughter. So what was Good. what was the Good. what was the consequences? Who answered? A babe, right? And then what was On the conversation the like? Well, they were like, "How old are you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why are you calling?" Did she say that? Yeah. Did she hang up? I don't remember how it concluded, but she. I think if I'm remembering correctly, I told her how old I was. And she was like, I don't think you're supposed to, I don't think you're supposed to call me. Because there must be, like, a procedure in place. Like, if you were a babe on Babe Station and a child calls you, shouldn't there be some kind of safeguarding, like, who was looking after this child? I think, of? I think she asked me where my parents were, and they weren't home, clearly. Well, yeah, that's a red seven flag. and your parents weren't home yep um, <laughs> either either we either we had a babysitter who was downstairs and i was upstairs or Ooh, an upstairs tv in my parents room oh still an upstairs the water tv bed, the water bed. <laughs> my parents are from the 70s um well they are well yeah they're born in the 60s to be fair um they're all from the 70s <laughs> um so either there was a babysitter downstairs or they were just at a neighbor's house so they were near enough that they didn't get childcare. What's the worst that can happen in half an hour? Your child can call Babe Station or they can get eaten by trolls. <laughs> we used to, I mean, this might not be a story for today, but we'll see. Um, Meg knows about this. I don't know if I've told you. Me and my brother were awful for babysitters. We used to play this game called Lockout. I'm sure that there is. Do you know is... what the consequence for this is, Laura? Trapped in a mirror fraternity. Trapped in a mirror fraternity. I'm sure that there is a Grizzly Tales episode about about people like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, an episode about a kid calling babe station. <laughs> that is very funny. Not for then, but for now. Yeah, for now. It's, for now. now. I've never brought it up because I've always felt a bit weird about it. <laughs> uh, Laura, I'll guarantee you, you're not the only person who called babe station when. I, I mean, mum and dad, what? I didn't call babe station when I was a Go kid. Go on, Meg. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't call babe station when I was a kid. But. You just you know were, that it's happened. Other, if, if there must be protocol because if it's just on the tv people don't always put pins in maybe at that point you couldn't even put a pin on things like that possibly you're not. supposed to be in bed yeah. at that point kids will have called it it will have happened yeah you won't you won't be the only no. person ever who's done that no. so our email is oh we because i was gonna tell the story about lockout <laughs> no i'm saying that i want people to let us know if they've done that oh yes uh, please do i i really actually would love to know. anyway lockout tell us about lockout you horrible kids 
so, I wonder where this is going. So uh, a lot of our babysitters were like older people's kids, like 16 year olds from around where we lived, right? Uh, so sometimes they were fun and sometimes they weren't. Uh, me and Sean would, would lure, one of us would lure them outside <laughs> of the house. You and, prick. And then the game was whoever was inside the house. So we'd, we'd open all the things. So like the back door would be open. Um, the conservatory door would be open, windows, whatever, um, so that you could still get in the house. And the game was once the babysitter and one of us was outside, lock out that person and the babysitter as fast as you possibly could to keep us from getting back inside the house. Well, did many babysitters have repeat visits? We would also have indoor water fights when babysitters were there. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. My, my dad fucking gremlins yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably easier to just fucking leave you there by yourself <laughs> <laughs> one time my dad's one of my dad's ex-girlfriends was telling us a similar story that she played with her brother like lockout and she went to kick in a sort of a shed window and what happened was the window pane above it <gasps> <laughs> fell down on her foot and very very nearly cut off her foot she has oh a scar God. that goes like 80 percent of the way oh. around fuck around and <laughs> find, find out. out yeah Wow. See, these are perfect grizzly tales. Laura lived it. Laura lived it. She didn't need to watch it. She lived it. (laughs) I really enjoyed this. Yeah. This is going to be a good one. I've been, like, pleasantly surprised by this show because I had, like, memories of it that were unpleasant and watching them with the mind of an adult, I'm like, it's not actually that upsetting. It is funny. Like, when the terrible things happen to the children, either it's funny because the show is being, like, overly terrible mm-hmm. like we know what we're doing yeah or i'm satisfied because the child was fucking genuinely awful yeah, <laughs> and they're not real so thick deserved it yeah he did um, <laughs> yeah I, I actually deserved more he deserved more i i was it was a very like miracle on 34 34th street vibe of him watching his family without him be be happier yeah it was that was very much in the category of fate worse than death yes uh, I'm really glad that you were like, no, no, we're going to do a full episode on this one, and it wasn't in the mini episode because this one needed this it. This was yeah. so much, so much better than yeah. <laughs> all, all the ones we did la- last time, especially spooks. Oh well, yeah. Since the last one has gone up, which was today, yeah, everyone has been saying today that they loved Billy and Mandy. Yeah, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Everyone's really excited about that. Great show. Oh, oh big news! We have a TikTok now. Oh shit! Another thing we've got to announce. <laughs> <laughs> and our TikTok is <laughs> our TikTok is at Thoughts TV. Oh. We actually got that name. <laughs> it's because the youths on TikTok don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we've got that, and because of uh, our first TikTok proper, we were noticed by one James McKenzie of raven fame the man who was raven gave us a retweet thank you so much i love i love that man (laughs) who else do we have to thank elsie we also have to thank tony gardner Mm -hmm. thank you tony gardner shout out tony gardner the uh my parents aliens episode came out months ago and out of nowhere he replied to the months old tweet saying oh i've listened i'm in the middle of it great work so Tony Gardner, thank you so much. Neither me nor Meg in that episode, but you know. That's true. That's true. Fuck off. It's eating you up inside, isn't it? What? That I'm not in the episode (laughs) that Tony Gardner's taking an interest in? Yeah. 
fuck's sake <laughs> you are in the raven episode what i really want is for jake Humphreys to notice the bamzuki episode but i sort of suspect he has and is trying not to remember that part of his oh. career <laughs> <laughs> jake humphrey now a podcaster well he was doing it before us but you know <laughs> now, now. <laughs> jake can we come on your pod please pretty please we'll bring our own equipment <laughs> want to talk to you about bamzuki mate <laughs> yeah he, he would love that wouldn't he yeah <laughs> <laughs> we rock up with our own mics cheap as fuck <laughs> can we talk about bamzuki please <laughs> jake we've got some questions about the, the zooks <laughs> the bams and the zooks so thoughts tv on tiktok give us a follow we're please. also on twitter at thoughts underscore underscore tv Instagram at Thoughts TV, the O is a zero. And email us whether you call Babe Station or not at Thoughts TV2002 at gmail.com. Did you call Babe Station? What did Babe Station say to you? Did yeah, you, babes pick up? You might rem- remember better than me. So. Are you a babe on Babe Station? Did you talk to me? <laughs> did you talk to Laura? <laughs> We'd love to track you down and have you as a guest. <laughs> Circa like 2004 to 2006. Thanks for listening. Thank for listening. And happy Halloween yeah. once again. Ooh. We love we love the season, so we made two. Ooh.